This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Yo, Mr. Adamax, I'm a little groggy. We're going to get right into this episode. We're going to keep it short and sweet. I've got a returning guest outside, Brendan. You know, the guy who created the crock plow. All of your favorite, I don't want to say dumb inventions, but uh, maybe useless inventions the winch for your bicycle he does it all he's a creator he's an inventor he's a friend and we kind of talk about we talk about content creation where it goes is long form in is short form in that's the big hot topic these days merry christmas happy holidays whatever you celebrate i hope you celebrated it with your family i hope you are safe and your friends you know just sending some love here from the pursuit podcast Again, <clears throat> I'm a little groggy here, but such a banger, so much fun. I just love talking to creatives, and Brendan is one of them. It's just neat to see how their brain thinks. He's got a brand new television show, short series, whatever you want to call it, coming out on Outside Plus, Outside TV. That should be dropping in the next couple days here. could be dropping right now while you're listening to this. So without further ado, let's get right into this episode. Uh, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm Brendan. I'm a product designer in the outdoor space, uh, usually mountain bikes, but uh, it varies. And um, I like uh, especially making videos about product design and uh, making crazy inventions to uh, get new people interested in mountain biking and skiing and whatever the heck I happen to be doing outdoors at the moment. That's and, my thing. And I think you've been on the show before. You were an early guest. I don't think you had that title yet. I don't think you were technically designing prod. Oh, you were. But like I you was, actually do I this didn't now. Know what I was doing. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on, man. I, you you very uh, graciously had me on the show early on. I think I had been doing it for like a couple months. And I had a couple videos that kind of went viral. There was still very, there's still a lot of Crocs inventions at that time. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I guess a lot has changed and a lot has stayed the same since that. What was that? Was that two years ago? I think it was two years ago. But you were, like, kind of just, uh, for lack of a better term, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a content creator, influencer by fluke. Like, you just did this in your spare time, and it it took off. It went viral. And now, two years later, I believe you've quit your full-time job. And this is now your full-time job. This is now my full-time job. I've been doing it as my full-time job for a little over, well, 2023 was my first year doing it as my full-time job. Okay. Uh, that's been a blast. I got some great like industry partners. I got a bike sponsor, Marin Bikes. So shout out to them. And uh, it's been super fun getting like more deeply involved with kind of the characters behind the scenes especially in the bike industry. I know I saw you at Sea Otter and we had a blast and uh, man, making those connections and, 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 you know, talking to the people who are really uh, making stuff happen in the outdoor industry is, is a great part of the job. Does it, does it, this is going to sound like a real rude question, but I know you enough. So does it feel weird being a partner sponsored athlete when you're not technically an athlete? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sponsored. I guess as an athlete, uh, I'm, I'm. Uh, I sometimes it says 
influencer in the contract, which is really weird. Sometimes it says creator. Um, definitely not athlete. I mean, I'm a pretty good bike rider, but I'm nobody watches my channel for my bike riding. It's like, you know, uh, I don't. I actually purposely designed the channel in a way such that I don't film my own riding. Like when I go out for a ride, it's just for fun. It's still like the the thing that fuels me the most more than anything else is going out and getting on my bike, but I don't want to film that. I don't want to GoPro it. Um, all my content is separate from that. It's uh, all about the, uh, the product design and the ridiculous inventions. Yeah. It's, and I don't, I don't mean any ill will. I'm literally, it's like one of oh, those, like raising my hand, like asking for myself, like we have great partners and people are like, well, and I'm like, I'm not an athlete. Like I can ski well, I'm fine. But like, there's 12 year olds who are better than me. Like it's not, oh, yeah. it's a different, it's an, it's a new category, um, which has been prevalent, prevalent. I can't, I'm not saying the word. I'm not trying again. Uh, in the last couple of <laughs> years that like this world exists where we are influencers, content creators, uh, people with a voice people, but like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I I'm, I guess I'm asking and talking about it because I yeah, feel weird about it. Like, I never you know, know how to for feel. Me, it's like the proof is in the pudding in terms of the results that we're getting with those collaborations. I mean, around I started I signed on with Marin beginning in 2023 and we started making videos together, you know, January of this year. And by July of this year, our videos had our videos together had 100 million views on Instagram alone. Um, so yeah, I mean, people enjoy watching the videos, mostly positive comments. And uh, that that makes me feel like, uh, not that I deserve the support, but that it's justified. <laughs> You're doing you know your I mean? job. Like, I feel like I'm, I, it's a good ROI for the people that are working with me. Yeah, you're um, doing your job. It is, it is a job. I think people miss that a lot. Um, it's as much as you might enjoy it and it's fun, it's work. You have to do it. Oh, I, I it's certainly work. I mean, I, I uh, my wife will tell you, I'm, I'm doing like typically doing like 80 hour weeks <laughs> these days, but I also feel incredibly lucky to do it as a job. I mean, she has to like drag me out of my shop at night because I'm just so caught up in what I'm working on. And that's, I mean, how many people get to do that? I don't, I don't know. I feel super fortunate. Yeah. And you created it. Like you created this own space to make it like i don't know you double there was a point in the last two years that you doubled down and were like i can do this yeah for sure for sure after the first year i was like okay yeah we can make this happen and like i've always wanted to i love making videos never was very good at it before like two years ago and and when i started you know when i got a nice camera and and actually started editing a little bit but um yeah, man. I mean, it's, uh, I basically just want to be able to build whatever crazy project I want to build and have, you know, views pay for it. And, and so far <laughs> we're, we're on, we're on a, we're on a solid track to get there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still an insane concept to me. I'm partly doing what you're doing, but I'm not on the, I create this, this is the content I create. I don't create things to then create content. Um, it's a little different and like your, let me ask you this, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, we'll call those the 
big three, right? Yeah. If you have to pick one, what are you picking and why? Oh, YouTube, a hundred percent. No, first off is like the platform, um, the way that that content is discoverable on that platform. Um, it's it never really gives up on your videos. So the lifespan of, of a video there is super long. I mean, some of my early videos, I started the channel um, about it. I started my YouTube channel about a year. And so I think my, my YouTube channel is about a year old now or a year and a half, maybe. And videos from the very first week that I started posting are still getting consistent views there. Um, and the the attention span is longer. I think it just comes with the platform. Um, people have more insightful comments. People will watch longer into a video, so you don't need to be as uh, clickbaity, or you don't need to have as strong of a hook. Because I don't always want to have a strong hook. I just want to like teach something, right? And uh, that's the beauty of, of YouTube for me. Plus, they've succeeded as a platform because they, from the very start, they've all, they've shared 50% of their ad revenue with the creators. So they pay better than any other platform by far. Yeah. And you guys probably know that. Yeah. I mean, thanks to you, full disclosure, we worked with you to help boost i don't know if i don't do you still work with us i don't even know that's not really my side of things but like um, <laughs> no i we you guys had the slow season come on so i i stopped uh, doing the consulting thing but so like we you were a consultant and we went from i mean basically 1000 youtube followers to i think we have 15k now which is like hey that's great yeah i still get notifications sometimes from your youtube channel i'm like oh hell yeah yeah it's, guys are doing good. <laughs> it's go so this will be like full disclosure for this will be like our make it or break it youtube winter because clearly we do better in the winter and like this is you know we're putting out content we're focusing on it and i i again i'm not a huge part of it but i like seeing it like i like seeing what jabber's doing in the studio and some clickbaity things, but also I think when you're like an industry insider and correct me if I'm wrong, um, or if you don't feel this way, but like there's things that we see and we know and we don't think about, we're just like, Oh, great. Like I've known Boa was coming on boots for two years and yeah. now people are just still finding out and they're like, "Whoa!" So like, if we can tell those, not leak those stories, but like tell them a little long form, explain them. And then I think, what happens is people come into ski shops, they come into bike shops and they have a little information that then they can have a conversation and make an educated buying totally. purchase, you know? Totally. I mean, I always find that I forget what people don't know. And so one of the hardest parts is remembering the things that I know that like other people may not know. So you can use that, um, as a, like, it's oftentimes, you know, we joke about like beginners teaching beginners, but sometimes beginners just know what beginners need to know. And as, as people who have been like working in, in the industry for a long time, you forget the little, the little things, the, the massive knowledge base you have that helps you get through, I don't know, doing a suspension rebuild or just adjusting your derailleur or whatever. Um, that uh, someone who's just new to uh, working on their bike, for example, uh, might not have might not have any clue about like what the little three screws on, on the derailleur do, and you just totally skip over that in a tutorial, maybe. Oh, um, for sure. I I do I deal with it with Jabber all the time. I'm a avid cyclist. I love mountain biking. Great. 
I'm, I don't know how to work on my stuff. I'm not good at it. And when Jabber like makes a video, he'll just skip over something. And I'm like, dude, I, he's like, people know how to do that. I was like, I don't know how to do that. And if I don't know how to do yep. it, that means like a lot of people don't know how to do that. I feel like it's so easy to make that error. And that's one thing I feel like, um, uh, Seth Alvo, uh, Seth, uh, Seth's bike hacks. Oh, yeah. He does really well. Like remembering what people, like what information people need to be filled in with. Um, and doing it like the right amount, not like too much and not too little. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's found it. Like everyone knows he's just, he's got it. And it's funny. Cause like some of the core people are like, I can't handle this content. It's too, but like it appeals to the masses. It's perfect. And I always compare it to like watching the Olympics on NBC and like watching snowboard half pipe on NBC during the Olympics. They're like a 360 is 360 degree rotation, but like, some people don't know, they know what 360 degrees is, but they don't know that that's like a trick. So you have to like kind of lay it out for them. Oh, yeah. I remember I was watching a video of his recently, and I think it was, it was, he was like adjusting his suspension. He was like, some forks have air in them and some forks use a coil spring. And I was like, whoa, like I totally <laughs> forgot people don't know this. <laughs> what? It's true. I mean, it is true. It's, it's what seems so simple to us because we're just it's so engulfed in it and it is our lives and like that so it's hard it's hard to create videos what what i'm getting at is that there's so many um kind of viral video ideas in though in that knowledge that we forget about you know that things that people are craving to learn but you just don't know that that knowledge is missing from your target audience so it's really cool to find those uh when 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 you can so take me through Take me through a video creation. Like, what do you, can you tell me what you're working on? Like, do you have a schedule? Let's say that. I have a, I have a list. Um, and I, I don't always have, I don't always have a schedule just because I like to, um, you know, I kind of have an order of how I want to do things, but often I, I want to be able to get distracted by like responding to comments and things like that. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, let, hang on. Let me ask this question better. Let's, we're going to make a wireless breaks video like yeah. this i feel like this fits your wheelhouse uh everything else has gone wireless we're creating wireless late. breaks did you see they did it no yeah oh. uh zim uh zim blake well good um, i'm glad someone did it global remember we talked about this before and i was like yeah like we need like rc servos and, and stuff and he did that exact same thing oh that's amazing um, yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, he 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 like uh, used some expensive uh, RC kit to make it happen, and like uh, he like actually did it. He actually did it. They actually work. Yeah, yeah. That's impressive. I don't know if they'd be ever no. something that would be a consumer facing product. I mean, but certainly he's been riding around on them. That's hilarious. But like, let's just say wireless brakes. Just for how does it start? You get the idea. You write it down. Get the idea, write it down one line in my notes app on my on my phone. And then usually the first thing I do is just go into my CAD software and start drawing stuff up, seeing how it's all gonna fit together. Um, that's that's number one, making sure it can get built. And uh, usually for my stuff, I mean, it, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. So I, <laughs> I, it, doesn't always, it doesn't always actually work right. perfectly, but I make it look good enough for the video. Um, and then I kind of film each bit as, uh, 
as as things come out like if i have a few different parts to a to an invention i'll like take that one out go outside film it get the shots i need for that one come back in do the next one and then it all goes together in the edit at the end but uh usually i don't um have a usually i don't have an idea of a script until i am uh in the in the edit I, so i love that i would have figured you'd be way more organized I mean, I just don't think the organization really helps. If I thought the organization helped the video <laughs> come out better, I would be more organized. Um, but uh, usually I have a loose idea of kind of what I want to say about the about the product. But um, most of my videos are, are voiceover anyway. So when I'm in the edit, I'm like often find more things I want to say about it or how or, or find ways to say it in a more clever, or more engaging way. And uh, so that's why I, I do it there. What would you say your biggest flop is? Product-wise or invention-wise, or you tried to make something it never came to life? Oh, geez. Um, it's funny because I kind of, for, maybe this is good for keeping me motivated. I kind of forget about the ones that don't do well. Okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, I'd have to look at my Instagram, but you're coming. I'm talking to you on my phone right now. I, off the top of my head, one that I it's often the opposite where I, I do something that I don't expect to do well at all. And it does really well. Like I recently did a, a tiny 3D printed seat, um, which is just like, I don't know. I woke up that morning and I was like, oh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be funny to have a, a tiny little seat. And I like made a quick and dirty video of it. And it did millions of views. And I was like, damn. That's pretty wild. It's funny you say that because my next, like on my, in my notes app, it says favorite invention and then parentheses, I wrote mini seat. Cause to me, that's like the best. Like, cause it's so <laughs> bad that it's good. Like, it's like, I mean, it's, it, uh, you won't be able to see it, but it's there. I swear on my life. Um, cause to me, those are like, those are the home runs. And that's like in the greater scheme of life and universe, those are, that's how it always works. Yeah. Like you spend all this time, you do all this stuff and no one cares. And then you like do a mini seat or like post a meme with like a corn dog and a cigarette and it gets millions of views. And you're like, <laughs> like, it's just like, why is the universe like this? But so I guess my question is not what's your favorite? Like, what was your, what's your, like, not the biggest hit, but like the one that you were like, I love this one and it didn't go, or maybe it did go. And it wouldn't be a new year without maybe a new year's resolution. Well, if you're thinking about it, I'm not telling you got to, but if you're thinking about it, maybe you're going to give up drinking. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're going to take a week, dry January. Our friends over at Sierra Nevada have options for you. They've got non-alcoholic beverages like the Trail Pass IPA. Again, a non-alcoholic IPA. They've got a Trail Pass Golden Come on, y'all. This is they got it. If you want the sensation of that beer taste, but you don't maybe want to drink for January, give yourself a little break. Our friends over at Sierra Nevada have it. They've got a hop splash citrus, new flavor alert. These are all new flavors that I'm talking about. So, and again, they've got all your your pal owls and your your lovely things that we're all that Sierra Nevada is known for. You know, I'm really, really digging this hop splash citrus, sparkling infused, hop infused water, fruity nodes of mosaic 
and Simcoe hops add a perfect splash of real blood orange and grapefruit juice. And you match that with maximum flavor. If you're thinking about it, I'm not telling you to. Again, they've got all the great options. They've got their IPAs and their torpedo ales. And I don't know. I can't say them all. They've got seasonal beers, Bigfoot, Hoptonium, Hop Bullet Magnum, Summerfest, October. They got it all. But if you're thinking about taking a break, Sierra Nevada's also got your back. Three brand new non-alcoholic flavors with the Trail Pass IPA, Trail Pass Golden. We got our regular Hop Splash and our Hop Splash Citrus. Head to your local convenience store. You know, it's sold everywhere. Get yourself some. Try it. Thank me later. The Pursuit Podcast is presented and sponsored by our friends over at Pomoka. Pomoka Skins, you're familiar with them. It's those pink skins that you see all your favorite athletes like Michelle Parker and Cody Townsend using. Pomoka is the work of Swiss engineering, pioneered, tested, and designed in the Alps. Okay, we know all that. But here's, here's what I really love about Pomoka. While they're designed in Europe, the North American product line, <clears throat> where we are, is specifically engineered to match our climate and provide the best product for our conditions, for our continent. They're not just designing them and thinking about them and using them in the, in the Swiss Alps. They're using them on the East Coast here in New York and Vermont, and they're testing them and they're beating the crap out of them to see if they work and hold up and they do and that's why i love pomoka they're not just you know they're always forward thinking they're creating new products better products the best products on the market to get you into the mountains and out of the mountains safely uh, it's the most trusted brand we all know that they're so good they're pfc free as of 2020 which means they give a shit about our planet and our environment Here's what Pomoka, here's what me, the Out of Collective, here's what we want you to do. We want you to go to your local dealer, ask for Pomoka skins, get them cut, get educated, learn all about them, support your local deer, dealer, support brands that support us while supporting Pomoka. It's a whole big happy family. Again, head to your local dealer, ask for Pomoka skins. There's a reason that every pro athlete uses them. It's a safety tool. They look cool. They're packable they're amazing pomoka skins check them out go to your local dealer and get yourself some uh you know i really loved the um i did a series early in the year on all sorts of weird shaped sprockets and um, that was a super fun series because i could incorporate a lot of um design elements into that where i was talking about kind of the cad software and how i was piecing together the shapes and making sure it fit the chain and everything and i actually did um, like I did a Batman sprocket and then, um, which was a, a response to a comment. And then I, I did an explainer video, like how I made it work, which is like almost two minutes long on Instagram and people loved it. Like got a lot of views, a ton of really good comment responses. And people were like, oh, sick. Like I'm going to go out. Like I'm, I got, I got like a CAD software. I'm going to go and design my own thing now. And like, that made me super happy just seeing people that wanted were like excited about going and designing something new because they saw the video. Yeah, it's it's weird to be an inspiration when you're like just having fun. But also that type of thing is just like a gift that keeps giving as far as like, oh, this content works. And I'm not saying it's easy, but like there's billions of objects that you can recreate into a sprocket. So it's like it buy it almost buys you time. Yeah. That's yeah, a horrible thing sure. to say, but that's you have to keep feeding the machine, right? Like 
you do have to stay pretty especially with instagram you have to stay pretty consistent if you want to keep um if you want to keep growing i took like a three-week break recently because i was filming um for outside magazine and youtube and tiktok kept growing and i'd get normal kind of growth and instagram just sort of stopped like it's i think they're trying i vicious. do i think they're trying because they're paying creators again that's happening are they yeah it's like uh i just got a thing that i have to like update my info but i think it's coming again not like i ever made i'd get like 60 bucks but 60 bucks is better than nothing so that was a huge hit for me like right like two weeks after i decided to go full-time i lost the creator fund and that was like two grand a month out the window yeah it's a i mean that's a huge hit and yeah without people like you that platform doesn't survive like it needs content creation yeah it does yeah so i do i do don't quote me on that but like they, they just sent me a thing to like update my info uh, I know Emily Tidwell just posted a video that like saying that they're 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 going to start paying creators again. So I don't know what it looks like. I would assume they're feeling it like by not getting by not. It seems crazy by not paying people. They're not going to. But like they need to pay the people because they'll just go to YouTube. They'll focus on YouTube. Yeah, right. Well, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all your content from Instagram becomes third, right? Like that's. You know, my cousin or my niece on TikTok, I always see it three weeks later because I'm just on Instagram. I mean, I'm on TikTok, but I'm not like a avid user. And Instagram gets it two weeks later because everyone just yeah, totally. chucks it up there later, I guess. Yeah. Personally, I'm, I'm uh, pretty psyched about long form at the moment um, just because the projects are getting bigger and more ridiculous and uh, being able to stretch the time period between videos is a huge advantage um, to doing more quality work and um, bigger projects. Yeah. So let's, let's talk as much as we can talk about this. Uh, I know you've been super busy the last three months. I believe you have a television show coming out. Uh, I don't know anything more than that. Do we have a name? Do we have a launch date? Uh, give me what yeah. you can tell uh, me. So it's, it, it's all going to be up on in the next it's got to be up before the end of the month uh, all the episodes we filmed six episodes in the last three months um each episode it's about 10 to 15 minute episodes the show is like kind of a cross between um mythbusters and bear grills <laughs> as i it's like somewhere in there like we built the world's cheapest houseboat and I spent the night out on it on Lake Champlain, got absolutely soaked. Um, uh, built an electric skimboard. What else did we do? Put bike wheels on a car trailer. It was it was fun. So like Outside Magazine approached me about doing a show earlier in the year. And then it took a while to get approval. We finally kind of got everything approved and started filming in September. The original concept of the show was about testing gear. Um, and then I kind of threw a curveball in there and was like, we should, you know, have a, a more of a story behind each gear test rather than just like putting a bike wheel on a jig and smashing. And I was like, we should put the bike, I should like make a special axle to put the bike wheels on a, 
on a car trailer and then like tow shit around that's really heavy and see how we, you know, like, anyway, so, because I was like, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be scientific, but I think there's plenty of like more scientific uh, controlled gear tests out there on the internet. We should do something different. So ended up being like such a crazy opportunity. I think it was, it was like, so I was filming it and, and I'm hosting it. And then I would send the footage off to uh, our editor at Outside, who her name's Kate, and she's so good. Like, I would just get, give her like 100 gigs of footage. And I was like, this is just, I don't know how anybody could make sense of this. And it would come back like a week later, like way more fun than it seemed when I was actually doing it. It was like magic. So I got to learn a lot about storytelling and editing through her, which is super fun. Did you have about. a film crew or is this all you still? No, just me. Um, so originally we were going to do do it with a crew. We just kind of ran out of time. And then it was all, it was so conducive to more like a YouTube style show anyway. And, you know, they were, they were going to fly me out to Colorado to film uh, near their HQ, but everything we were building, I needed my shop for. So I ended up just filming kind of in the shop and at my friend's um, farm. I was down in uh, SoCal in Santa Paula. So we filmed at the farm and um, had to get permits to film at a few spots. We were at the beach one day and stuff like that. But yeah, all, all self-filmed. Occasionally a friend of mine would hold the camera, but that was about it. And we can expect it to come out on your YouTube, on their YouTube. It's going on it's gonna be on. It's going to be on theirs, uh, their YouTube and their um, online platform. So I guess outside, outside plus. Yeah, outside watch, outside plus, outside watch. Yeah, outside watch. Jeez, I should know the name. It's okay. Um, I call it outside plus too. I think it's all. I think that's all like encompassed, isn't it? I don't know. Whatever. It's. But yes, yeah, so it's coming out outside watch. It was just so awesome because they they're really good. Um, they're really good storytellers there, and and so that would have an idea, and they basically give me full creative freedom, but then help me shape it into something that's like super engaging and fun and just an amazing opportunity um, to have a budget and to have someone who's a professional editor do all the, the, you know, the structure of the video and the graphics and the sound and that. So cool. So I could just focus on making stuff. Was it easy for you to give up, let's say your creative control? Cause you've done, you've edited, you've filmed, you've created all of your content up until this point. You've been a one-man show with the help of a couple people holding the camera, maybe. Yeah. Was it... I didn't feel like I... It's funny. I didn't feel like I had to give up any creative control because it just seemed like Kate had... Kate knew exactly what I was thinking in my head when I was filming. Like, and she put it together better than I could have. So I didn't feel like I had to give up any creative control. I just felt like I didn't have to do the work of editing, which <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> yeah, editing is the work. I've been on an alone kick. I don't know if you've watched Alone. Yeah, I've yeah. been I I've been on an alone kick, and I was just sitting there not enjoying it because just thinking about editing it all, and like how much boring footage they probably had to go through to like create engaging content. Totally. I couldn't, I hats off to editors. I don't know. I don't have like an air horn or anything, but bam, bam, bam. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally. I mean, and, and editing short form is one thing that's easy. Um, editing long form is a whole other thing. I mean, even just having the hardware to do it properly. Yeah. Um, is a, is an, is a, is a requirement to have a decent computer. <laughs> like, 
um, and have like massive hard drives and stuff that's fast. I don't even think I have the capabilities to edit that sort of thing here in my in my little studio. Yeah, it it just gets the larger it gets, the harder it gets. Um, do we have a name for it? The show is called Failure is an Option. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think maybe even this week it's going to be going up on their on their on their channel and on their YouTube. And we'll be doing some uh, uh, we'll be doing posting some some short bits together, kind of promoting it. It should be fun. And it's all filmed. Uh, it's all done. It's all it's all done. Yes. Yeah. I, I finished filming about two weeks ago and and. Uh, like three days ago, I finished doing like schematics and, and voiceovers for, for each episode. So I would get a rough cut and then, you know, Kate would be like, we need a schematic here. So I have like my overhead cam and I do like math and like show like <laughs> velocity of someone falling and then like how much force is imparted on the rope. And then, and then I do a lot of voiceovers. So is there anything that you would have done differently? Um, I think we all just wish we had a bit more time. Um, it was just by the time everything got through the approval process, I think it's way different than anything outside's done recently. So I appreciate them giving me a shot there to do something way different. Um, but yeah, I think we just wish, wish we had more time and more than one season. It was all, you know, kind of summary stuff. But I mean, this, this is the, if this works, ideally they do, they double down, right? That's how it. Yeah. Yeah. So you had six episode by and six are done and they all come out at once yeah they're all going to be out yeah i think i think the way their budgeting works it all has to be posted by the end of the year got it has to be delivered and posted um what i'm trying to think of like the best way to to has there ever been a brand that has reached out because you're at that point where you don't have to reach out as much i assume people come to you Sometimes, yeah, to, to work with the people I really want to work with, I often have to reach out. Okay. Um, but that's because they're not busy doing social media stuff. They're like doing other stuff. Has there been like, a- hey, Work together. Has there yeah. been a brand that's reached out and you were like, absolutely not. You don't have to say the brand. You can <laughs> if you want, but like, or has there been like a really bizarre request that you're like, that's just not my wheelhouse. I mean, I still get the request for anytime I have a Crocs video or I repost a Crocs video, I still get the request for foot pics. And um, that's not my wheelhouse. Um, You'd be loaded. Still, have, still haven't sold any of those, but it's nice to know that I have the option just in case everything else falls through. Um, I get a lot of like kind of cheap e-bike manufacturers reaching out. Um, another one that recently reached out was, you know that? Temu, T-E-M-U yeah. website. They reach out to me a couple times now and it's always a different person. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is a scam. I think there's like some lawsuits about this website. No, Temu's great. I mean, I don't know, but I've used it and it's hilarious. Really? Oh my God. The stuff you get from Temu is like, it's kind of like wish.com. Like, but like I've bought things and they, I, my credit card still works and it's been shipped to me. See, that's what I mean, though. You have to wonder if your credit card's still going to work. I mean, <laughs> if you're on TikTok, they have your information. So I don't. Um, okay, so so I so I don't slander their name. This Timu site, you go on there and it looks there's stuff for like it looks like a dollar store. I mean, it's yeah, like, but it's it's like usually fairly 
decent looking stuff for a really cheap price. Yeah, it's fine. But like you have to look at the dimensions because you'll like buy like a, I don't know, something. You'll buy something, a tripod, and it'll come and it's like an inch tall. And you're like, oh, like it, but the photos, it looks like it's like a tripod. And then you get it and you're like, oh, but it, yeah, it's all, I'm trying to, th- I don't have any like, these shelves are team you. They're on my wall. Really? Yeah. Like no they're, way. they're junk, but they're fine. Like they're just floating shelves with a bracket. Like they're like, I'm not going to, I mean, it's, it it's fine. It's, it, it's, there's so much weird things on there and it's great. But like, I have bought stuff. I have used it. This is not an ad for team. You, um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, like, so I take it back. I don't want to slander them, but I also don't know if I want to do a paid promotion for uh, TV. Yeah, I mean, but, it. I think you could like make something really funny, and I don't know. You could, but they, yeah, they have a ton of weird stuff, and it's. Last year we did Team U Christmas, so we really yeah, oh, like we big. did White Elephant, and everyone spent. You could spend twenty dollars, but like the amount of things and like junk you can buy for twenty dollars was like. So it was fun because it was like my, oh, my, you know, like nieces and nephews just like ripping open a hundred things like Tamagotchis, like knockoffs, but they work are like 64 cents. No way. Yeah. So, you know what you can buy now since the last time we talked on like Wish and like AliExpress, you can buy Crocs snowplows and the Crocs headlights. Yeah. That you created. Yeah. What do you do about that? Do you have just a team of lawyers doing cease and desist or what? <laughs> That's why I am uh, not a martyr for any of these ideas. Uh, I like to make something and move on to the next. Like it doesn't. Or, oh, you got one. Is that mine? Or did you buy that off? Of no, this is yours. I bought uh, your file. Oh, nice. I didn't print awesome. it though. I had my friend print it, but I did buy your file for a crock plow. So I always get questions about that. I mean, hey, like this guy is, you know, selling your product that you designed. I'm like, well, too bad. I mean, getting a patent on any of these things would just be like, you're just paying for the right to def- to, to hire a lawyer and, and go after copycats. It's, they're, they're simple, easy to reproduce ideas. Um, the, the Crocs snow plows and the Crocs headlights, and there's just no point in in, in trying to get go after the copycats i wonder if it'd be worth just having someone on retainer just to every time you create something just to create the trademark or the copyright just to have it one of the beauties of making a video about something is it uh, pretty much makes it so nobody else would be able to patent it right yeah that's Um, interesting so you could fight all these people i would um i was talking with um uh brian park recently who's the editor at uh, pink bike and I was like, what do you want to see from the channel this year? And he's like, I really want to see you like go after making an actual product, like something that <laughs> something, you know, innovative that uh, you really want to pursue as an engineer and like, going through the whole process. And I was like, that's a good idea. I should like and I should document the whole thing. I think it'd be really fun. Um, we want you to make an actual product, not just junk. Well, I think he's I think he's right that the the audience would really enjoy seeing the whole process of going through, you know, um, prototyping and production and, 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 you know, getting a patent and, and, and shipping and everything. I think it'd be a pretty cool thing to share. If I had a good idea, I gotta have a good idea first. Yeah. Is there anything in the bike world that like, 
you think needs innovation. Everything's changing all the time. They change it, you know, a seat tube angle by 0.2 and the bike's totally different. But like, is there something that in your head you think like, man, how is that not changed, evolved? Yeah, I mean, um, all the, all the ideas I'm going to say are ridiculous, but I love the 3D printed tires project I worked on this year, like having airless tires um because in california especially with all like the spiky stuff and super sharp square edge rocks i was always running inserts in my e-bike and like low psi and it was super fun to go out and rip around on tires that just didn't have any air in them of course they're totally inefficient uh, like riding down the road under your own power would be horrible but on the e-bike it was pretty great like you never have to worry about getting a flat so i, I often wonder if that idea could could actually be viable for um if there's a better way to do airless tires. Um, yeah. I mean, e-bikes there's, I mean, I think we'll see a lot of that with e-bikes in general, like every dirt, no one on a dirt bike has runs tubes anymore. Like everyone's running. Like there's a company called tubeless and they do, yeah. they, they run like a bladder. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with that. Um, they run a bladder around the rim that has like 120 PSI in it that works as a bead lock and a rim protector. And then there's another chamber between your tire and that, that, I don't know, bladder that you'd run at like four PSI. Yeah. And so actually one, one thing that I was thinking about, not, not actually doing um, 3d printed full tires, but I was thinking about having uh, an insert that instead of, you know, you put, put the insert in its foam and then you have to fight it fight its way in then you add air instead of that having an insert that comes in like um like a vacuum down housing and then you put it in your tire it's really small and you open the valve and it just inflates i'm surprised itself. that doesn't exist i feel like it'd be a great way to get it you know into your tire and also then you wouldn't have to worry about getting a puncture ever yeah well um, that's i guess eventually the foam would wear out but yeah, but the yeah. foam wears out. That's we run like bibs in dirt bikes again, and you have to like re-baby powder it like all the time because they heat up and they just implode because hmm. of the high speeds. But as long as you keep them lubed with baby powder, they they last like, and I would think on a bicycle they would last even. Yeah, I feel it's, like they'd last a really. It's long all time. weight though. It's how do you make them light? Like they have like the cush cores or crush cores, right? But that doesn't yeah, solve the... They're not too heavy. I mean, but that's the problem. I mean, I don't I don't like running inserts. I don't like running those Kushkor inserts on my trail bike, my non-electric bike, because you know, rotating weight counts twice. Right. Um, so you really do feel that sluggishness of the extra weight in your tire, especially if you're doing techie riding and lots of acceleration or, you know, riding so, the pump track, whatever. So do you have a product in mind that you want to create? Or are you working with bike brands to create, I don't want to call your products not actual products, but you make a lot of like satire. Whimsical. Yeah, Whimsical. you make a lot of like, you know, I get stuck. Here's a traction board, like stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed kind of towing the line between silly and serious. And I think the audience really enjoys that as well. Like as in with the 3D printed tires, one of my most popular series of all time as well as like sort of toying with like futuristic products like i've been working with this company called bimodal they're out of san francisco and they have that elevate drive unit 
And it's like, it, it seems outrageous, but it works so well. Um, it's one of the most fun riding experiences I've had uh, on any kind of e-bike. Um, is having that little motor on the rear on the rear disc mount and driving the. Have you have you seen this this setup? Oh, I am so familiar and so jealous that you have one or have played with one. Uh, I just emailed those guys actually like a probably two weeks ago. I was like, I need just let me borrow one for a month and do a review. <laughs> like, please, because it's. Oh, we'll have to get you. We'll have to get you one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just think I. So for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's basically a drive motor that goes what you mount a disc on. That yeah, I'm trying to find. I don't have one handy, but there. So the drive motor has this little output gear, and then just inside your your disc, you have a big spur gear, and so it, it, it the motor has a quick release that it clips onto your. There's they have a special um, brake adapter, and it just clips onto that, and uh, then right now. The setup is you have a, a button on your handlebars, and that's what makes it go. But um, it's so fun. It has so much power, and it's so light, and, and you can just take it off and put it in your backpack. Well, I think that's the win is you can take it off because right now e-bikes are just getting better and better. I'm not anti-e-bike. Like, give me – my only issue with e-bikes is if I get one – all my friends have to get one. Or if my friends get one, we all have to get one. Like, Oh, totally. Because that's that's what makes it fun. You just get more laps. But right now, from my experience on e-bikes, the downhill is still a sacrifice. It's just a bigger bike. It doesn't feel as nimble. And I think with this thing, that solves the yeah, you- problem. You just take it off. You throw it in your pack. It only it weighs a couple pounds, but you don't notice it in your backpack or your hip pack. Um, and it's great too because, like, I have the mounts on like three of my bikes. So, depending on what I'm riding, I have one on my commuter bike, and I have one on my um, trail bike, and I also have one on the front of my e-bike. So I have like this two-wheel drive monster. That's absolutely a blast. But um, the great thing about it. Um, and this is one of the places where I think innovation really needs to happen and, and is happening is, is drivetrains on e-bikes. I mean, you know, e-bikes absolutely eat drivetrains. I mean, they just go through that shit so fast. And um, the cool thing about the bimodal unit, uh, the Elevate unit, is that it uh, puts the power in at the wheel. So you're not putting that power, you're not putting that extra power through your chain. So like shifting is super nice. Do you think... Do you think it's the few, like, this is an odd question, but do you think major bike manufacturers will develop this tech or like adapt this tech? I assume there's patents and, but like, to me, it's a great selling point. Cause I like, I don't want 10 bikes. I just want the bike that I ride every day. And there's plenty of times where I'm like, man, I'm cooked. I'd love to go do a lap. I don't want to get my ass kicked. I could like slap that on by myself and get like four laps. And then I'm yeah, on a group cool. ride. I can take it off and I can just pedal with my friends. Like I don't need yeah, two totally. bikes for that. That's what I. Yeah, that's how I see anything. it. You just clip it on and off and go. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if other bike brands would readily. Uh, I don't think there's any need for other bike brands to um, adopt this tech. You, you just kind of put it on any bike, I guess. So, um, yeah. But as compared to a mid drive, I, I do like it better than. I do like it better than a mid drive. Um, I know mid drives are the most popular way to have an e-bike configured at the moment but um like 
with the with the drivetrain and the shifting, I feel like they have a lot of uh, a lot of shortcomings. Yeah, and they're just like every year e-bikes get lighter and faster and stronger and better. So it's it's going to be funny. I had an e-bike almost eight years ago and like seeing how primitive that was to what they are now to what they're going to be in another three years is just. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I, um, I have my Marin e-bike, which, which, which has the, uh, the Shimano EP801 on it and it's fun. Um, but I find it hard to go back to that after riding on the bimodal. Unit really? Just it, it just has a lot more, it has a lot more power um across like across the whole range of cadences um interesting yeah but it's yeah. throttle only right now i'm sure they're trying to work on a pedal assist type thing. yeah which i think means you technically can't ride it in a lot of places they are working on a pedal assist version yeah yeah interesting who would have thought we'd make a whole ad for these guys now um <laughs> has anyone I'll, we'll shift gears here have, have you been sent a cease and desist yet no, you know, I've, I uh, feel like I'm not trying hard enough because I haven't gotten one yet. I'm shocked. I would have thought for sure, like, because Lego wasn't a paid partnership, right? That was just, you were just doing I that. was, I was, yeah, I thought for sure Lego was going to send me something because I built so many Lego things. That was a fun series. Like this, like the Lego seat. Yeah, it was perfect. But that's all 3D printed, right? It's all 3D printed, yeah. So it's a complete, like you're not even using Legos to build them. I can't believe they didn't send you a cease and desist. I thought for sure. And Crocs hasn't knocked on the door for you to work with them either? No, that's not really their thing. Um, what, marketing? They work with a very limited number of creators who are far high, far more high profile than myself. Yeah. I'm willing to bet your numbers are close to those high profile numbers. <laughs> <laughs> like how many of them have like literal products being sold on TMU and Ali, AliExpress and everything else? I think that's what Crocs doesn't want. <laughs> they're, they're, do you ever feel bad when you're like, not feel bad. I'm trying to think of like, man, these guys don't want to work with me. And I have given them so much free publicity. Like, do you ever feel weird about it? Uh, no, I mean, it goes both ways. I, I, um, Crocs are such a polarizing shoe in pop culture. And I was able to tap into that, um, you know, that polarization and also the Crocs kind of fan club. And that helped me grow a lot early on when I was doing a lot of Crocs inventions. So it goes both ways. I, I helped them, but they helped me too. I did get free Crocs. Did I tell you this? No. They sent me a whole. They sent me a whole box of like great Crocs, a couple different. It's so bizarre. There's a bunch of different models. And I was stoked. So yeah, but that's happy. still. I don't know. I just feel like the amount of clicks you've gotten for that and continue. Like I see that video pop up all the time, and like I'm a Croc person. Everyone knows that, and like I find my like. I have a big extended family, like my extended family who like knows me, but doesn't know me. They'll like send me croc videos. And I'm like, I know him. Like it's you that they're sending. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know I can call him. Like I have his number. So it's like really funny how it's like, it still happens. It's still a I thing. Feel so, I feel so grateful to be part of 
Crocs lore eternally now. <laughs> you really are. It's but I feel like they should I feel like they should pay that back. Like they've gotta see it and they've gotta know. Like you guys could have a great little partnership. And I hope that they call you and then you snub them. That's like I hope they, <laughs> I hope you get such a status that you're like, no, I'm with like these fake Merrill Crocs now, like the knockoff version. That would be the move. <laughs> uh, what's the what's the invention that like bothered the public the most as in like the most comments on them not getting it oh dude definitely the bike winch like just don't get it so i um i i was doing some reposting recently because i i was uh just just coming back into that season of snow and wet weather and uh John from um, the Radivist commented like, you got to bring the bike winch out. So I reposted that video. And every time that video has been posted, I literally get death threats over that video. <laughs> and I mean, part of it's because I, I, you know, I troll the trolls, you know, where people are like mad. They don't understand that's a joke. Somehow, somehow do not understand that it's a joke. And then they get mad. And then I'm like, you know, the only stupid people would buy this. And then I'll be like, oh, well, you know, I already sold 10,000 of these. Like, this is making me rich. Um, uh, which, of course, is a complete. You know, I've never sold a single one. I've never, I've never sold a single bike winch. Right. Nor do I intend to. And then so they get, you know, just furious. Like, can't believe this capitalist bullshit. Like, you're ruining the planet. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's it just a, goes from there. It's amazing. I don't know how people are so disconnected sometimes. I mean, it, it's kind of, I, I don't want to make, I don't want to ruin anyone's day, but at the, at the same time, when people get upset about that, it does, also makes it more fun for everyone who gets it, that it's obvious same. satire. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I feel bad that people are getting frustrated, but I know it's, it's hard. Fun, I guess. It's hard. I try to toe the line with like being a bully, but also like, like you're, you're the bully. I'm just rebuttaling. Like, I'm just like, I've been on the telemark hate thing and everyone knows. And, but like, I'm a telemark skier. Like that's the bit is like, I can do it. Like, and then I said something about snowboarding recently and someone was like, great, you hate, or you hate telemark and snowboarding noted. And I was like, no, I am telemark and I am snowboarding. So I just hate myself. Like, just relax. Like, we're just skiing. This isn't like, I don't know. I just don't, I want to fight back at these people who like try to make things that aren't things. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, usually I think I surprise people by like, you know, they'll try to insult me. And I, I just, my humor is very self deprecating normally anyway. So I just kind of go along with it. Like, um, you know, like for some reason, people think it's an insult, insult to say you pee sitting down. Um, <laughs> And I'll be like, well, you know, if it's like five in the morning, it's dark. I pee sitting down. It's, uh, I'm not even awake yet. <laughs> I don't know. Just stuff like that. Yeah. You just keep it. Just it. I saw a good one recently. It was like, you're a piece of shit. And the rebuttal was, you're the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, good. I was That's like, really that is the best response you could have. <laughs> like, you're the whole That's thing. Good. It's perfect. I don't know. I what uh let's talk about this trailer you have a new trailer you're in it you've been kind of documenting building it why a trailer 
why I know you've moved across the country. You were in like Toronto last time I talked to you, and now you are in California. Yeah, I moved I from New York to Toronto. My wife was doing her PhD there, and then she got a kick-ass job in LA. Um, she was like, can we move to LA? And I was like, I mean, as long as it's not Ohio. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, so we moved to, we moved to LA area, which was, um, an experience. Uh, and now we're moving up to Pacific Northwest. I'm in, I'm in, uh, Victoria at the moment. I'm in Vancouver Island. Oh, nice. Uh, and so I just, I built the trailer because I, I knew we needed a way to move our stuff. And I was sick of taking down my shop and rebuilding it every six months so yeah i got i got this this is like most of my making stuff i got like my laser cutter and my three printers down there and then i got all my bike tools back here everything's kind of like nice and nice and organized it's very organized yeah easy to just um it takes 15 minutes to set it up and get working which is super nice i assume you're plugged in somewhere or you're running off a generator or yeah i have the um one of the, my favorite partners is Blue Eddy. So I got some Blue Eddy batteries in here and uh, that'll run everything for a couple of days. Um, but yeah, I'm plugged in normally when I'm parked. Nice. Uh, going, this is a personal question. When you go to like your wife's dinner parties, how do you explain what you do for a living when you're surrounded by people with PhDs? Uh, uh, I, um, I mean, I usually just say that I'm. Uh, she's the uh, she's the brains of the operation, um, but uh, yeah, I kind of the same way I uh, did at the intro of the show. I'm a product designer, outdoor, outdoor industry product designer, and yeah, usually goes from there pretty well. It lands pretty okay. Yeah, so we actually met in a really nerdy way because I was doing my master's in biology, and we met at a work conference, and she was working as a biologist. So most of her friends are still biologists, so I can keep up with the. Biology, biologist world a little bit. Yeah, like uh, you're you're a content creator with your master's in biology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, <laughs> I say I'm in ski and bike media. Like if I don't want to continue that. the convo, I just say I'm in ski and bike media. That's true. Are you still doing the van thing? No, I bought a house, dude. I'm a homeowner now. No way! Congrats. Yeah, yeah thank you. By yourself? No, my girlfriend and I bought a house. Oh, okay. She bought a house. I pay rent. Uh, no, <laughs> we're in it together. Um, yeah, I settled in, and it's great. It's we're still figuring it out. We moved in in like early September. Uh, I still have a van. It's not fully built. It's just kind of empty, which I'm really like it because I've had a nice van for so long. Yeah. That like you can't do anything in a nice van because it's like your house. Like it's like everything has to be like clean and put away nicely and you have to drive it. Now I just have like an empty van with a heater and a hammock in it. And like, if I go dirt biking and mountain biking, I just like chuck them all in there. And it's the, it's kind of nice. It's actually really nice. That's how my van is right now too. It's definitely a work vehicle and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, but yeah, homeowner, uh, working on everything is great. <laughs> It's really weird just because, like, I've had no real responsibilities for seven years. As far as, like, like it's going to snow eight inches tonight, and I want to go skiing in the morning. And normally I would just, like, wake up and be at the hill and, like, go ride. And now yeah. I have to, like, do the driveway and then oh, go ride. Yeah, now you have to drive to the to hill. Yeah, the hill. like, I'm, I mean, I'm close. I'm 10 minutes to one, and I'm... 
20 minutes to another one. So I'm in like a great location, but it's just funny. Like it's, but it's great. It's been really fun. Um, we were due on owning a house and doing this whole thing. So it was great. It's been a blast. Um, but we're just still, I also don't have anything. Like most people leave an apartment and like move into a house. And I'm like, I don't have anything. Like everything yeah. I own is my van. So that was interesting, but it's good. It's all fine. It's great. Um, what's the plan for the trailer? Like, is this in this? I guess, are we going to see, have you done like an MTV Cribs with the trailer? Uh, we are going to see the trailer. I mean, I, I shot, um, I used it as a home base for shooting the outside magazine show. So when I was on set, I would take this with me and um, it's nice because I can close the doors, got acoustic tiles in here and it's fairly nice for audio. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be home base on my YouTube channel. So I'm doing more long form stuff this year. and I feel like I need a little space, a consistent space to come back to. Um, What's and, your, uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. That, that's it. I was just going to say, what is, what's long form to you? Uh, you know, seven to 10 minutes, 15, 20, yeah. 10 minutes. That's a good goal. Eight, eight to 10. Um, and I'm going to be doing, you know, some more in depth of like the design work and kind of the nerdy stuff that a lot of people comment that they want, but then I put it up on, you know, as a short form thing and doesn't really get watched, but on, on YouTube, longer format, there's more of an attention span. Um, and so some more of that and, um, yeah, I got a whole list of, yeah, got a whole list of ideas on my phone, never ending. So, um, from kind of like tech tips to new products. Yeah. Do you, will, will you dive into, I really think people would, I know this is done a lot, but benefit from your type of reviews. Like you've created a great audience you're clearly a skilled cyclist but you've also like you said your humor is self-deprecating like you've humanized yourself where i think there's a lot more value in a review from someone like you than maybe like i don't know i'm not gonna say any names but like so like it just it normalizes it like if i say a product is good most people believe me because they know i throw products in the trash so like, yeah it has value do you want to get into that does that yeah feel absolutely easy? i mean i i um i want to i want to get into that I, I like um i like talking about especially the tools that i use every day um and that's something i'm going to do on my channel is get more in depth with the equipment i use like a, a video focused on the printer i use or um a video focused uh, longer format video focused on that uh like on the elevate unit from bimodal and um yeah definitely definitely going to be a part of the youtube channel coming up uh, I stole this question from Bombhole, but I love it so much. Dream, sponsor, or partner? And like this could be like from Chick-fil-A to Home Depot. Like don't even think bike brands, you know? I mean, you can, but. Oof. Dream, sponsor, or partner. Man. Um... Shoot. It's a hard question because it opens it up to like everything. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, I mean, I feel like I already, I've already, I already have some of those with Marin bikes and with Park Tool. Like Park Tool was a dream because 
I've been using their stuff since I was like 10 years old. Yeah. And those are always fun sponsors where it's like, man, I want that tool, but I really, no one wants to buy tools. Like, yeah. So it's always like working with a brand that like fills a void of things that you need and you would buy anyway is the best. And yeah. And they just last forever. So anytime I get something new from them, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to have, I'm going to hand this off to my kids. Yeah. This is a real product that I need. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And like, yes, stands has been great and Garmin has been great. Um, Hmm. You know, I, it's funny. I don't really want, my dream is to, to do well enough for the YouTube long format where I don't need to have brand like brand partners for money. Um, Right. I like the the companies that I'm working with now. I really love, I really love them, and I I've loved their products for a long time, and so I'm so stoked to have them part of the, as part of the channel. Um, but ideally, most of my money would come from from views and watch time, um, and uh, I would like to you know continue scaling that up. Where do you see this in three to five years? Um bigger projects, long, long format videos, bigger projects, you know, building electric cargo bikes from scratch, um, handmade frames, uh, flying rocket bikes, um, the whole, the whole works. You're just pitching to discovery channel now. Um, I I really want to continue doing the show with, with outside. If they'll have me, that was super fun. And we have lots of great ideas for that coming up, but for my own channel. Yeah. I really want to do, um, like tank drive snow bikes and basically just ridiculous rideables. Uh, there's some good, there's some channels doing that. Um, but more in the human, I want to, you know, lean more towards like the human propelled, um, side of things rather than the combustion propelled side of things. Did you see, um, well, I think that's the new, new too, right? Like electric is just getting better and stronger and lighter. And like, that is going to be the future, which I know you've seen that the power traverse, the snowboard that like, yes, I feel like you guys got a link. Like he's got, oh God. Oh, we follow each other and we've chatted a bit. Um, and, uh, he's great. He's someone I just can't understand. Like he's just stayed so focused on that idea throughout so many challenges that would have made me just give up and be like, okay, I'm bored with this On to the next thing. And he just keeps pushing. And every time I see it again, I'm like, damn, you solved that problem. And he's actually using this thing and it's actually getting better. Yeah. He's getting there. And like, I think there's a, uh, Kickstarter or something like he is a guy that if I had money, I'd be like, just get this to work like for you. Like, I don't need one. Just like, please get there. Um, but he's on gen four right now. He just posted another picture of it. Like I'm, I don't know how I feel about that stuff. Like, I don't know if I need it or if like I, if it gets, you know, we're on gen four, but really it's gen one. If we finish it, like if we get the, the product, is that going to replace like, ski touring or split boarding. I don't think so, but like, I want to see what it, what happens, how we get there, how it, I don't know. I mean, now there's those snow bikes with like, they're e-bikes with tracks on the back. Yeah. Like the moon, the moon bikes. No, not even though those look fun too, but there's like one that's pedal assist. Like it's just, it's real goofy, but it's funny because they're just like knockoffs. Like some company is just, 
Yeah, products like that are super interesting. Like the the Traverse, uh, the Power Traverse guy. I mean, I don't think it's going to be. It it doesn't fit into like pop culture the same way something like a one wheel does, right? Where it's just so ubiquitous now. I, I don't think it could become that, just because it's it's more niche. But I, I think it has potential. I mean, it looks super fun. I um, I'm just cheering for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just want him to work. And have you seen this? I thought you invented this. Dina Fit just partnered with a company and they made a back backcountry touring binding that, you know, how you flip it in a, like walk mode. Yeah. And you put your levers up and down if you're like climbing something steep. They have a Bluetooth version where you click a button and the heel twists. No way. Yeah. And I was like, I thought this was you. It's Wait, a real, for real? It, it's a real product. It exists. Do you click it on your phone? Like no, you click it on your, your poles. You have like a button on your pole. And um, what is that? I've never seen that in my life. Something just popped on our <laughs> screen. Um, I think it's because I made a thumbs up. Oh, whoa. Dang. <laughs> we're finding new things out here. Um, dang. What? Dude. We're going to post. I'm posting this whole thing now. Um <laughs> Fireworks just went on the screen for everyone listening. Um, I remember, oh yeah, there's a there's a button that you press, and it goes. It's like the most bizarre thing, but yeah, it goes on your phone or on your pole. You press a button and it it rotates. So I'm I'm kind of, I'm fairly new to ski touring. So so why would you why would you want that? So like if it gets steeper, your angle changes. You put something down on your heel, so now your heel yeah. doesn't go like. You don't go backwards. It puts you on a level playing oh, I get, field. Oh, again. I thought you were saying it just changes you. It just switches into walk mode. It's, it's adding. It's adding climbing blocks. Climbing blocks. Yeah. It with the push of a button. So now you wouldn't have to bend over and physically flip the climbing blocks. Huh. I don't know, man. That seems pretty wild. It's, ski bindings take a beating. I can't imagine that. It's, I can't imagine uh, making something durable enough to handle that. I but. saw it. I like checked the date because I thought it was fake like i thought it was april fools and then i was like did you do this and you <laughs> didn't um i'll send it to you i have to find it do you um, think it'll hold up they've been testing it for a long time i i don't know i don't i don't know i i mean they're testing it i think and it's difficult to um it's difficult to flip the the heel piece up when you're climbing if it's like too steep. Not really. It's not. It's solving a problem that like doesn't need solving to me. Um, I was just wondering. I mean, as a beginner, I've maybe ski toured five or six times now. I didn't find that it was an issue to ch adjust my heel height. I. But also, I'm not. I haven't done advanced terrain by any means. I would agree with you. Uh, it's not the hardest thing in the world. But that's why I thought like I'm I'm not shitting on it. Great. I love innovation and excellent. But like I just don't I'm trying to find it. Um know if I need that <laughs> like, <laughs> as nicely as possible. Like I just I don't know. I it, Wild. it exists. It's a thing. I'll have to send it to you. I'm like searching for it right now. It popped up. I literally thought you made it, but I do want to invent, um, not for real, but dropper poles, 
Like, you know, you have dropper posts. Yeah. I want dropper poles so I can adjust the height of my hiking poles um, all while not having to twist or adjust anything. Like you just hit, hit a button and it goes up and down. Yes. Nice. I'm going to try to do this. I think I got this. Um, look at this. We're going to get there. Look at this. Can you see oh, this? Oh, this. I thought you meant inventing uh, Oh, no, no, no. Can you see this? Yeah, I can see it. Look it. Ready? This is it. Yep. Push the button. It turns. And then you're in a climbing mode. What? That's wild. <laughs> That definitely seems like it's going to break in about five seconds. They, I, I guess they've been doing it. They've been testing. It's, I don't know. I, it's got you written all over it. So I don't, I don't I know. still really want to do this year. I want the dropper post, like the actual dropper seat post where you hit a button. I mean, I know this exists in like the cross country race world where you hit a button and it goes down and then you hit a button and it goes up. I mean, I think it's a huge shortcoming with dropper posts where you have to sit down to push it down. Oh, you want to physically pull it down. I want it to go down on its own and come Why up. Why doesn't that own. exist? That doesn't seem that hard. I mean, they have it in cross. There is like a I've seen it in cross country racing because, like, if you think about it, you're sprinting uphill to the top of the hill, and your quads are burning, and then you're about to go downhill. The last thing you want to do is do a squat just to put your seat down. Um, so those guys have it where like you pump it up. And uses air pressure to push the post down, and I think you get like a hundred drops out of it. But I want like a consumer version. But it's probably it's a so... fixed height, right? Ideally, What's that? it's probably a fixed height. Like it goes all the way up or all the way down. Yeah. In I the mean, cross country. Does version. anybody use their dropper post in the middle? Do you use yours in the middle? All the time. Really? Yeah, all the time. Like I, the first if it's flat, my first like quarter mile, half mile, I ride with it like halfway. And I feel like it wakes my legs up a little bit. Is your seat it, too high? N probably. I'm ter dude. I'm a big <laughs> bear on a bike. Like I, my waist is a 36, but my length is a 30. But like my torso is huge, so I'm in like an XL because I'm a big dude. But like my legs are short, so I don't belong on a bike. Oh. Like XL, large. I'm in between. Nothing you works. Like that Johnny Bravo build. Yeah, like 100. <laughs> like that's with the hair and everything. But it's so it's not good for me. But yeah, I also I'm the person who never dials in their bike ever. Yeah, like whatever. You get the. Um, have you used the the anomaly constructs uh, tilting thing? Mm -mm. I forget what they call their. Oh, for the seat. Yeah, it's awesome. Is it? It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, just because I like I like using my trail bike to go hit jumps with, for example. So I just drop the post. I tilt the seat back so it's like my jump bike, and it's so much nicer for for riding riding park with. And then you're going up like really steep stuff. You can tilt it forward. It's super nice. Usually, I use the middle two settings: the level setting and the tilt back. Right. I don't use it forward on that much. I mean, it, it makes sense. Super nice. It makes sense. But is it like intuitive? Does it like, or you have to like stop and do it? No, no, it's just right here. You just like reach down. You just do it quick. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I usually only do it between, like if I'm going to pedal up to the top, like, um, and ride a, ride a jump line, I'll tilt my seat back into jump seat position. But Jump yeah. seat position. I like that. It gives you, you know, it gives you some extra, it gives you like an extra inch and a half. That's uh, a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Do you see yourself? We'll, we'll end this quickly here. Um, do you see yourself entering other? You're pretty bike right now. 
you're the bike guy. Do you see like do you see you going unnecessary inventions route and just eating tacos into a cup to make another taco? Um, <laughs> or do you want to stay kind of in the bike lane? Um, I think I'll stay bike focused. Yeah, I think it's my I mean, I make all my friends through biking and I relate the best to, well, mountain bikers especially, but um, uh, I want to go beyond that a bit. I, I, I really like the more general kind of like maker community that's out there online. Um, but uh, most of my ideas just happen to be bike focused. So yeah, I think so. I, I, I have some ideas for long form stuff like building a solar powered um, boat that I want to build next summer and, uh, you know, I, I'm okay with being, you know, outside of that niche sometimes, but yeah, 80% bike stuff. 80% bike. Uh, first thing that comes to mind, and I'm going to say some words and we can go from there. Cat. Dog. <laughs> Love. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, snacks that was not the first word that came there uh e-bike fast 27.5 in the back gravel bike very fun spicy no <laughs> hot dog mustard oh i hate mustard career what hate it um what's next career career uh youtuber love that retirement doesn't interest me <laughs> uh dream uh build stuff <laughs> crocs perfect what's one thing you wish everyone knew about you um Uh, these are hard. These are some of these questions you've asked today are hard. I wasn't expecting hard questions today. It's real hard here at the pursuit podcast. <laughs> One thing I wish everyone knew about me. Um, I don't actually feel, uh, very confident in front of the camera. Oh, that's I, good. I tend to, I, I'm just faking it. That's good. That's good. Mostly because I feel like when you're in public at Sea Otter, like you're a celebrity. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, tr like it's true. Like you, uh, Colorado kid, like you guys walk around. You could, I mean, no one will know who you are walking anywhere. And then you go to Sea Otter and like normal mountain biker, Sebastian, like you guys are these mini celebrities. I feel like I've struck a good balance because a lot of my videos that have done really well don't have my face in them so interesting i'm i'm able to you know just product focused and so i'm able to fly into the radar a little bit more than like sebastian from normal mountain biker i mean he's like it's got it's exhausting he's the brand it's, it's him he's a brand and he's i mean he's great at what he does um but he is absolutely mobbed everywhere he goes by it's hilarious it's totally hilarious. Yeah. I do believe, and you said it early, like you've created this thing where you can just go mountain bike. You don't have to film it. 
Yeah. Where like he can't. That's really important. That's really important to me. Yeah. Like he has to. Uh, do you have a go-to karaoke song? Um. Yeah. What was that one? Somebody asked me this question a while back, and I said I did, but now I can't remember it. Sounds like you don't. No, I don't. I don't have a go-to <laughs> karaoke song. Uh, worst trend in biking right now. Uh, electric, electronic shifting. Oh, disagree. <laughs> Love electronic shifting. Uh, best trend in mountain biking right now. What do we got? Uh, buy one, get one free bikes, dude. dude. Have you seen this? <laughs> yes. Speaking about maybe, uh, wanting to expand your horizons outside a bike right now. Buy one, get one free bikes. It's, um, I mean, we'll get through it, but it's. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, we have, I think, one more. This year is going to be tough a little bit still. There's just so much inventory out there still, but it'll come back. I think we're, we're leveling off. Yeah, I think it's going to end up like they're going to hold putting out new bikes for one more year to sell the inventory, and then we'll see. Yeah. Oh. And I mean, I, I was, I have been working with this company. I can't name them, but they're spending a ton of money developing a new e-bike. So it's good to see that outside money coming in. Yeah. That's... Not non a non-bike company getting involved in the bike industry is good to see. Interesting. Yeah. Spill what the beat. No. I, I just, electronic shifting, it's just like it works. It's convenient, but it doesn't feel good, does it? I think it feels great. Here's why I like it. And here's why I would sell it to somebody else. Like I don't sell bikes, but in a hypothetical yeah. world, like when my buddies are like, do I need it? I'm like, do you know how to work on their bike? And you're like, no, I'm like, get electronic shifting. Cause cable shifting is it's phenomenal. It works great. But like every once in a while it gets out of whack and you got to have like the guru at the trailhead who can like listen and twist the barrel a quarter inch or an eighth inch and like dial it in my bike. Yeah. Never. It just, it just works. Like it just, you, it doesn't change ever. You never have to adjust it. It works. And like, if you do have to adjust it, you just press a button on the top and like press the button again. And it does a micro adjustment. So for me, it's a maintenance thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I have on one of my bikes, I have uh, GX, T-type GX. So um, it's nice. Uh, I do like the way it shifts under power, but I would I always prefer the feel of the cable shifting, especially when you're like dumping a bunch of gears. Just oh, like, no I want to drop into a hill, like click, 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 click. I'm down. I'm ready to go. Weak thumbs, dude. I don't want to do that. But when you click it fast, it doesn't do it, right? I mean, it I does. It do And you can change it in the app, like how it reacts oh, okay. um, slower or faster. I also like the noise a lot. Yeah, it sounds like a mouse back there, just like me, 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 me. But I'm also not a like I am a I like I'm an avid cyclist. Like I'm not a mountain biker. I love biking and I mountain yeah. bike primarily. But like it is not like I don't know anything about it. I have a nice bike, and I just told Jabber I had like this monies and. He was like, do this. And I was like, I want Magura brakes. And he was like, why? And I was like, because they're yellow. And like, <laughs> I don't like, I'm not, I don't know. I, I love biking. I'm a competent cyclist, but like, I'm not 
seat tube angles mean nothing to me. It doesn't yeah. like, I don't know. So to me, even though it's like a higher end, it's simpler. I don't have to, you know, I, I got my bike and I could put it together and I didn't have to like. That's run. true. It is simple. It is simple. Like I just That's put nice. it together. Yeah. Um, does everyone need it? No, but I just think if you're upgrading, like if you're going to make the, the purchase, it's, I don't know. It makes sense. Oh yeah, I think it's. I think it works really well. I just don't know if I would personally consider it an upgrade from a cable shifter, just because I love the way the cable shifter feels. Like my Shimano, twelve-speed Hyperglide just feels so good. Yeah, but, I just. I don't think I would take off like a working. Like. Cable derailleur, to put on an electric one. Oh yeah, wouldn't. But yeah. like, if I just completely trashed like my GX. And I had to replace it. Like I would just go to Axis and be yeah, just easy. I Again, that. I don't know. It's convenience. You ride, you ride gravel at all? Uh, I not enough. I had a, de a gravel like demo bike last year, and it's just uh, gravel is just like old school mountain biking. Like I'm uh, almost I forty. I agree. No, how? It's what it is. Like you guys are like, like gravel people are like, all right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna put these tires on. I'm like, okay, we did. They did that. Like you, your guys are all gonna end up running like those Gary Fisher with the Rockshox Judy in the front that like everyone had in the '90s or the Trek 700 or 72, whatever that. That's what gravel bikes are, and that's fine. But like, we're pretending that that's not it. No, man, they're they're the ergonomics are way better. So you have. This is what I discovered. This I got heavy into gravel riding this year. It started with this. I did this uh, race across Wisconsin. Did you finish? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. remember you talking to me about this, not to interrupt you, but you were like, yeah, we're doing it. But we were talking about like you were creating content for it and not to get in detail, but you were like, they, they're not going to pay me until I finish or something. They're going to pay <laughs> me half or something. And it was like, this is amazing. But go on. Yeah, I know. So it was 235 miles in two days, um, which to some people isn't that much. To me, it was a lot. Um, and that was kind of like my intro to endurance riding. I hadn't really, I'd done like, I did like two, like 30 mile rides before that. But I just listen to everyone's advice. Like, you know, keep your heart rate in your whatever zone, zone three, I don't know, one, zone 150 two, I beats think. per minute yeah. and eat a lot of food. Um, and that's what I did. It was great. But the thing about gravel bikes is, you know, uh, with like 45 uh, millimeter tubeless tires, you can cruise along at road bike speeds. Like I'm cruising along at 19, 20 miles an hour. And it's efficient and you're in a really comfortable ergonomic body position that you wouldn't get with, you know, a 90s mountain bike. Um, and you can hop on a, a, you can hop on someone's wheel and follow, follow up, because it was a mixed ride. There was a trail option and a road option and the, the two races crisscross so you'd be on the road for a bit and then you'd be back on the trail and it was fun to like hop on with a pack of road riders and just cruise along and i don't think you could do that on an 80s gravel bike um for sure me, the, but... the suspension stuff in gravel doesn't really interest me but i love like my marin frame is a carbon frame carbon fork and it does so well at absorbing bumps yet it's so stiff when you go to pedal so it's yeah. It's that kind of frame design. It's really cool to me. And the ability to go really long distances very comfortably. It's also very cool to me. It's cool for sure. Um, and I, I come from like a steel frame bike touring background. So like yeah. I see 
that because it's just advent it's adventuring you're not on the road i hate road biking don't hate but like people are distracted like give me off the roads like as much as i can um, yeah and so to have like a really nice road bike especially in like buffalo new york is kind of a miss like our roads aren't good so gravel appeals to me in that aspect and you can like get away and get on farm roads but what i think i'm gonna get is that santa cruz skitch oh the the e-gravel dude it's like 29 and a half pounds e-gravel bike i actually think i might get flat bar with the dropper post and i think that will like satisfy that itch and then i'll still have my steel frame touring bike for like gearing up and like going why are you going to get flat bars? I just think it'll be, I think I can do dumber terrain comfortably. So like what I want to do is do a sketch with a Rudy fork. Um, like the, so to literally yeah. make like a old school mountain bike. And then, <laughs> uh, cause I think it'll just be a riot and it'll fit that weird. I don't want to go mountain biking. I want to hammer some miles, but where I am, I'm, surrounded by hills which is fine but like every ride that i would do from my house would have to be a crusher like there's no escaping where i am yeah. without driving so i think it does sound pretty perfect for uh, a buffalonian like yourself yes give me an e-bike and just let it eat <laughs> but no i don't know i think it'll and i think it'll bother people i think it's a bike that if i make it people will be mad about it and that always excites me like, why would you do that? And they're like, this is what makes sense. So I don't know. That's funny. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, gravel biking. I thought it would have died already, genuinely. And it's not. It's growing and it's, I don't know. It's gotten a lot of people on bikes. And I think it's, I don't know the way to say this. I hope it doesn't become road. That's my fear is that like it started as like this core weird thing and now it's getting really mainstream and that's cool but like don't make it road and a lot of road cyclists are going to gravel because there's money in it and now it's becoming like i feel like it's missing what it was yeah it's fun i mean it's kind of like yeah what i liked about it as well what i still like about it is it's very much a come as you are sort of activity um and uh, I don't know, gravel bikes are fun to go fast on. When you want to just get on and pedal and kind of have that meditative ride where you're not thinking about terrain too much. I mean, mountain biking is always my main thing, but it's, it's been a fun thing to discover this year with a couple of long rides and a couple of long races. Yeah, there's something, it's a different state of mind for sure. Knowing you're going to go on a two, mile, two hour mountain bike ride or a 10 hour gravel ride is just a different. Mentality. And gravel bikes have so many mounts on them, so I can make so many things to put on the bike and film. Yeah. Do, do you have this? Is my this will I'll pretend is my last question. Is there a product you want to make and actually sell? I know you're making like a beer thing right now. Or yeah, I'm can. actually doing that right now. Um, me and uh, Eric Olson, he'd be a great guy to have on podcast as well. Um, he's got that uh, small fabrication business in Bellingham. Yep. But. Uh, yeah, uh, is there another one I want to make and and actually sell? Uh, no, probably not until I, probably not until I um, decide which one I'm gonna kind of go through the full process with. But uh, I'd really like to make a multi tool or something. I, I'd like to make a better multi tool. I think that'd be fun. Specifically for bike or? Yeah, I kind of want like a 
like a modded like everyday carry slash bike tool okay yeah like i sort of i have like my leatherman that i have like the the allen bits that i use with it but i want something that's a, a little bit more bike focused but not fully bike focused does that make sense yeah i think so I think that makes like the tool for the bike nerd who likes to make things, but also wants to be able to work on their bike in a pinch. Yeah, but also needs to just ca they carry it every day, and it has. Oh, I have a bike. series coming up where I'm making pocket power tools, like taking like <laughs> full size tools and shrinking them down to like you know super tiny, but um, all 3D printed. Yeah, 3D printed with like little tiny drone motors and stuff. Um, but I would like to make uh, every time I'm I'm putting like a water bottle. I use power tools on my bike all the time. And I'm always like, I want something really small, like a nice, small motorized tool for the bike would also be a great product. This, this could be your ticket. T this is a Timu brand all over it. Mini. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's going to end up on Timu next year. Mini tools that work once that are great for gag gifts, but also like pretty good. It's like Harbor Freight. That's Timu basically. And I want to build a steam powered e-bike. That sounds like a burn waiting to happen. That's coming up on the YouTube channel, by the way. Oh, so it's coming. Yeah, it's 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 in the works. Steam powered e-bike. You're gonna burn your leg off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this is my, actually my last question. If you could cook a meal for anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? And then what meal would you cook for them? <laughs> Oh, man. You're going to have to edit out the silence in this episode. That's all right. It doesn't matter. People love silence. Then they change their volume, and then I come in like, ah! You just got really quiet, by the way. What just happened? Oh, is that just me walking away from the mic? I don't know. Nothing's changed on my end. Can you hear me? I think yeah, I your microphone changed. Oh. Yeah, 100%. Yours changed. Oh, weird. Yeah. I hear you. So these are the uh, the smart glasses, and I can hear you through the glasses now. You have smart glasses? Why. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who makes who makes them? Are they yours? They're the Ray-Ban ones. The Ray-Ban smart glasses. Oh, you my God. I thought they were just your glass. They are your glasses. They are my glasses as well. Oh, I your had, audio's uh, back. We had like this insurance. We had bought insurance, um, eye insurance. And we had like an extra bit we had to like use up before we left California. So I got the glasses. Because they have it. a camera in them too. So they're like really nice action camera in my glasses all the time. So That's I'm, like, amazing. In the shop and I'll like hit the button, start recording. Well, I do see the light. Yeah. And then I like do something with my hands. And then I can like talk and record and it's great. You have to charge your glasses. I do. Yeah, well, they charge in the, they charge in the case. So. Oh my God. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love nerdy shit, man. Um, who would I cook a meal for? Uh, you know, probably, probably my, my grandpa, he passed away a couple, two years ago now. And, uh, he definitely taught me everything about, uh making stuff with my hands and being resourceful and being practical and yeah what would i cook him i can't what was his favorite he liked he was not a picky eater but uh i i would make him a manhattan because that was his favorite drink 
and then we'd probably you know eat whatever leftovers we had in the fridge <laughs> <laughs> was he an inventor as well um no no not i mean as a hobby yeah he was very he was very crafty um and he had a really interesting career. He worked for um, Bell Telephone in uh, New York City as like back when like Long Island was still farm country. And uh, he was wiring up um, after he got out of the Navy. So he, he was in World War II and then he was in like all the high rises in New York City wiring up the telephones and stuff. And just a real smart dude. Yeah. And it's like. If only he could see it now, like how, like you just, yeah. whoosh, it's on your computer, it's on your phone, like airdrop would be like, holy cow. I mean, I remember when he was like 93, I brought a, a DJI drone home, like one of oh. the early DJI drones. And it was like, he absolutely loved that thing because he was a radio guy in the Navy. And he was like, this is just mind blowing. We flew it like two miles away across the lake and back. He was like, this is so cool. Yeah. And you press a button, it just comes back. Like it's pretty yeah. insane consumer tech. It is. It's also pretty insane. Like, I mean, being born, seeing that and that after being born in 1922. Like, Yeah. Oh, I can't. Imagine. I feel like that now. Like I'm 1986 <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like that does that? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But I don't know. That's amazing. With your grandpa eating leftovers in a Manhattan. Yeah. That's a beautiful answer. Uh, <laughs> Brendan, when, how... Uh, who to thank if you want to thank anybody how can we see this show how can we support you in any way um you know what's i think this is important because we see your content we uh, you're not asking for donations you're not like but like how do we support by not doing anything <laughs> oh i mean thanks i mean uh, subscribe to my youtube channel um by uh if you want to make anything that i've designed most of the files are on my website it's a couple bucks to download you can make it yourself um and yeah like huge shout out to the the, the sponsors that started working with working with me from the beginning like jensen and moran and stands and scratch labs got a lot of good ones i'm sure i'm forgetting one um sorry but uh <laughs> yeah and when do we we don't we still don't know when the outside uh oh should be up this week, I think. Um, I know they were putting final touches on everything. It was mad scramble, but it'll be on Outside Watch. And um, you'll be seeing it on my channel as well. So you can click through from there. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for uh, hopping on and, and making it happen with your busy schedule. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's fi finally calming down a little bit, which is nice. I'm, I'm sure of that.